Welcome to the Krista and Ed Show. This is where we are going to document our journey on everything partnership in love and in business. We are not holding anything back, guys. So if you want to learn about online marketing and what goes on in an everyday life of a husband and wife, making these thing, two things work together, make sure you follow us. And guess what? Everything's going to be all right and okay. Hi, everybody. It's Ed. And Krista. From the Krista and Ed Show. And we're so excited today. We have uh, a guest who's dear to our heart, um, Mitch London, who hails from Colorado Springs. And Mitch is a speaker, an author, a mentor in both marketing and for men. So uh, I know that you have had this interesting entrepreneurial path and you've found finally your calling. And I'd love to hear more about what you're doing. And I know that you've got this new program, Just Add Wilderness. And so welcome to the show and we're excited to have you. It's awesome to chat with you guys again. It's been a little while from our first go around. It Several has, years. It has been a while. Uh, it hasn't been several years. A year? <laughs> well, Ed's world, it's yeah, been probably. several years. Yeah. But yeah, Mitch, you were actually one of the first people when we first started the podcast. And back then we got to talk with you about, um, you know, what you were doing at the time. And obviously you're, you're a father. You have five kids, right? Four. Four. Okay. Unless you count my puppy. Four. <laughs> well, I don't four two-leggeds and one four-legged. You could have had another one since we talked last, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, you're, you're an amazing family man. And I know that when we talked last, you were doing, um, you know, uh, marketing and stuff for clients. Mm -hmm. But you've taken a bit of a pivot. And I thought it would be good to bring you back on the show because I... That's one thing I love about entrepreneurship is that sometimes when we go all in on businesses, we find other passions, um, you know, th throughout our journey. And um, I think that what you're doing now, I'm going to let you speak about it. Hopefully I stop talking soon. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I, I know just from watching you and knowing you that once I saw that you started this, this retreat for men, I honestly felt like this is this is you. This is what mm -hmm. you need to be doing. So, can you tell us a little bit about that and what you're up to now? Yeah. Um, so it's called Just Ed Wilderness, and the whole idea came as a, you mentioned. I was doing marketing before, and it was doing very well. We were very happy with it. We could take road trips. I mean, anywhere you got internet connection or you can use your phone as a hotspot, you're in business. So it was great for family, the travel that we love to do but there was just like this burning inside of me. And it was like, okay, I got to do something more meaningful. You know, I'm helping other people with their thing, but what's my impact? What, what do I get to do to change lives dramatically and not just help somebody else get their message and voices out there. So this started back in, I would say 2018, fall of 2018, just started praying through it and kind of really like seeking direction and trying to figure out what it was that this thing was going to be. And I had two different business ideas that I had shelved. Um, one of them was called Just Ed Wilderness, and it was going to be a subscription box for outdoor enthusiasts. Yes, I'm like, okay, I'm just, I've tried this before. I've got these boxes, and they suck. <laughs> they don't ever put anything in there that you actually use. And so I was like, you know, that creative brain, you're like, I could do this way better. So my tagline, you know, fill your pack, not your closet. 
you know, and I was going to make this whole subscription box thing, but I'm like, okay, how do I make an impact with a subscription box? You know, like I'm just giving people junk to use out in the outdoors. It's not something that's like life changing. Oh, they made a difference in my life. So I kept kind of praying about it and like, okay, would I write scriptures on the lid of the box? Would I, you know, motivational quotes on a little card, you know, that's really going to impact you at the heart level. And so I, I reached out to a couple friends of mine and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. These are kind of the two businesses that I have in front of me. I'd love to get some outside perspectives because we all know we can get stuck in our own heads way too much. Mm -hmm. I start thinking too much and you start analyzing too much and you don't do anything. And so everybody kept pointing to just add wilderness and they're like, yeah, that's the one, that's the one, that's the one. And that's the one I felt too, but I didn't know how to turn it into what it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So I'm a Christian man. My faith is a very huge, important part of my life. And so I, when I need answers, I hop in my car and I drive to the mountains. I go and pray as I'm driving. For me, it's enough that your body is distracted enough with driving and focusing on the road that you can think more clearly and you're not just, you know, your brain's not full of just garbage. Um, so I went out for a prayer drive. And as I was, I kind of saw this vision of Goliath. And he was standing on a hill being everything that you picture from the Bible story of Goliath, intimidating, belligerent you know, just a pain in the butt up there on the hill. But it wasn't of David and Goliath. The vision was of all of the men standing behind David. And it was the army of Israel. And if we all know the story, that that army was so afraid that they couldn't fight Goliath. And so God was showing me that men are paralyzed today because they forgot who they are. This army forgot that they were God's army. They forgot that they had the Lord with them, fighting with them, and that they should have been able to easily take care of this army. But they didn't. They were stuck and they were fear. And so God was showing me men today are stuck in this paralyzed state because they have forgotten who they are at the core. They've forgotten what makes them tick and what gives them that ultimate power and authority. And now they're stuck and it's kind of snowballing in this chain reaction in their families or marriages with their children, churches, community work. So it was like this boom, like light bulb, light lightning moment, you know, huge light bulb going off. Like, this is what I've got to do. This is who I am. This is what God is calling me to do is to go help these men break free from this paralyzed state, rediscover who they are, rebuild that relationship with Christ. And then, ultimately move into what they're supposed to be doing. And just like you said, within business or marketing and all these different places, when you find that thing that you're supposed to be doing, you do it so well. Yeah. And if you try and do things that you're not really supposed to be doing, or you're not really good at, you don't do them very effectively. And so that's what I was seeing these men as they were doing life very ineffectively. Mm -hmm. They weren't doing that thing that they were designed to do, which helps benefit everybody else for finding that. Yeah. So 2019, we launched Fast and Furious. I just I quit all my marketing clients. It was just like all in. Here we go. I'm doing this. This is what God has called me to do. It was like the first time I've ever had that kind of a moment for my life. So it was like, okay, I'm all in. Like this is, this is it. Cut off all of our streams of income, all that kind of stuff, and just went for it. And there was all kinds of hurdles, getting it going with permits and different, you know, all the back scenes stuff. But so many connections were just being made. So many doors were being opened. And we started having our first round of retreats this past summer in 2019. Mm -hmm. And so we just had amazing things happening. And now we're getting ready for the 2020. And I call it version two, you know, get through version one as fast as possible. So you can get to version two. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. And, you know, um, we all, I think, have that voice inside of us, right, that tells us, and I think a lot of times we, we tend to ignore it, or we're so busy with other things that we're not even paying attention to it. So mm -hmm. when you talk about that vision that you had, I, I, I could feel exactly what you're talking about. And it's like, how, how, do you, how can you ignore that, really? Oh, yeah. 
because like you've probably been being tapped on the shoulder like we all are and mm -hmm. i am so guilty of it myself um to to do something like this so that's amazing what what exactly happens during these retreats mitch like can you tell us about one of them that you did this summer yeah so this i designed them to one of the main things that everybody's looking for men especially is purpose yeah. And so Rick Warren wrote that book, Purpose Driven Life, and it was like this phenomenal seller just because so many people are like looking for that thing, mm -hmm. that what is it that I'm called to do? Why am I here? What am I created for? I think that's like one of the most asked questions, not even within Christianity, but just within life in general is why am I here? What is this purpose for? Yeah. And so what I have found in kind of developing this, and we focus on four areas with these trips, it's leadership, manhood, purpose, and identity. Mm -hmm. but most people are searching for purpose without figuring out who they are first. And so one of my big teachings is identity needs to precede purpose. You've got to figure out who you are before you're going to figure out what that is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And if you use like a military structure, you know, a general has a different purpose than a private, you know, depending upon what your identity is and where you're at will dictate what your purpose is. Most people I have found uh, with their purpose is they just get sucked into a talent, something that they're good at. And so you guys have both worked in the corporate world. You guys have both worked regular jobs growing up, all that kind of stuff. It never fails that you were good at something, even though you hated doing it. That's what you were going to do because you were good at it. <laughs> Whether you liked it or not, this is now your role and you get to do this kind of thing. Even if it sucks the life out of you, you know, that became your purpose, quote unquote. Since we talked last night. <laughs> No, no, you bring up a really good point, right? No, something that's easy and something that comes that you do have talent for and years can go by and you not actually really are thinking about what, what drives your why. But isn't it interesting yeah. that, you know, it's like we think, oh, it's comfortable, so it's easier. But when you actually step into your purpose and start mm -hmm. doing the things you're passionate about, that's actually way easier than what we put ourselves through just going along oh. with life. You know? Yeah. You don't get tired of your purpose. Like it's something that fills you up so full that you have to give it out. Like it, ha it just overflows and pours out of you. It's something that you have to be a part of talents. You can be very good and proficient at stuff, but it can suck the life out of you. And talents aren't necessarily purpose. And most people associate a purpose with a task. Uh -huh. And so then they think, what am I good at? That's what it must be my purpose in life. Yeah. And those aren't necessarily true. Sometimes they can align, but most of the time people will identify a talent in you and tell you, well, you got to do this. You know, if you think of like high school counselors, mm -hmm. like, oh, you're really good at math. You should be an engineer. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, no, I like people, you know, <laughs> like communicating. <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah. not, you know, I'm good at that, but that's not my purpose. And so on these trips, we take guys out and it's designed very specifically. And we, and I'll kind of share a little bit, but we backpack. So when you come, it's an all-inclusive trip. You bring clothes. I give you the backpack, I give you sleeping bag, ground pad, everything you need to camp out in the wilderness here in Colorado for four days, three nights. We get to that trailhead and we go and it's hiking about three to four miles to get into the campsite. Now I picked a spot specifically so it wouldn't be too strenuous just to wipe people out because I know not everybody lives at the elevation I do. <laughs> you know, my house sits at 7,000 feet. So me starting at 9,000 is not that huge of a difference, but somebody coming from sea level, they're sucking wind. So it's designed to be an, a strenuous hike, but not going to wipe you out, kill you kind of a thing. Yeah. But the whole point of it is kind of twofold is as you're hiking, the only thing you're thinking about is breathing and putting one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. You're just going. 
like all of the stress and I call it mental pollution that's in your brain that you brought to the wilderness is being left behind on that trail. As you're hiking up there, it's stripping all of that away. You're hitting a hard reset button by going on this, on this hike. By the time you get to camp, you take off the pack and you feel the weight lift of the pack off your shoulders and you feel lighter and you're like, oh, but it's also, you've just dumped all that garbage that you were carrying up with you, that extra baggage, that mental baggage, that it's no longer there. You're not thinking about all that garbage by the time you hit that three miles. So you get to camp, you're just in this amazing, beautiful spot. You got streams going, you got meadows, all the trees, the Rocky Mountains. It's just incredible here in Colorado. We try and time it where you're going to see water, wildflowers and, you know, all that fun stuff. So you get there and it's just like this twofold. I'm just releasing my mental baggage. I'm releasing the baggage. It's literally on my backpack. And then you just get to start fresh. And we start to, it's not a deep kind of intensive where all we're doing is sitting around learning. I have workbooks that I've created and um, curriculums that I've designed. But we get out and we hike and we explore and we hang in our hammocks and we sit around the campfire and there's a lot of just fellowship and there's a lot of time just around with guys. And it's funny, like if Ed and I like, hey, buddy, let's go to the coffee shop and just talk about life and feelings. It's like, ah, pass. I got, you know, got to go clean the shower drain or something. Yeah. Not, not that interesting, but you get dudes around a campfire and stuff just comes out. Whatever it is about a campfire, like just all kinds of things, you know, issues and stresses and all kinds of things just start being put on the table and guys are just breaking through things and getting rid of those limiting beliefs and they're being encouraged and having life spoken into them that's just a powerful thing um and i caught myself saying this before but there's no such thing as like awkward silence around a campfire yeah so it's just something that is very powerful very magical when you get up there around a campfire and in that kind of environment where there is no cell phone signal there is no distractions no, that, that's amazing. And isn't it funny how um, nature can do that to you, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't know, like, the history of, like, you know, uh, cavemen or what we were like before <laughs> the world was the way it was. But, like, you know, when you talk about finding your purpose and going back to your roots and things you're passionate about, like, the mountains and the country, like, I think universally, univer- I can't even talk, universally, <laughs> yes, universally. Um, brings us all back, like to f- have that same feeling, mm-hmm. right, where you're connected. And when you talked about like everything just kind of goes clear and you're right, mm-hmm. like it is, it's like, okay, this yeah. is beautiful. I'm in the fresh air and I just need to worry about You're walking. reconnecting with yourself. You're reconnecting uh, with that whatever your true being right I, mm-hmm. I mean we get that a little bit when we go to our lake lot I, I'll sit in the hammock and lay in the hammock with my little guy and we look up at this huge um, tree tree the spruce tree or whatever and all of the leaves are fluttering and it's like okay how many things live in this tree like yeah bees, you know, uh, chipmunks uh, whatever it is but you just you get rejuvenated when you get home you know on Sunday night to have just that little bit of time away from the city. So this is great. And, and it's interesting. I think you're, you're hitting a vein here because um, I think men don't necessarily complain. Um, And you can see the steps that a lot of people go through where they uh, find something that they're pretty good at. And then it just seems easy and they keep doing that, but not really feeling fulfillment. 
I mean, our day and age is, is more sedentary. We don't necessarily have that same feeling of accomplishment, like we built a home or this or that. And then um, what are we bringing to the table to our life and our kids and our spouse? Like, I think times have changed too, where, you know, not that long ago, like women weren't out there working and being independent either. So it seems like the roles were pretty, you know, like grandma stayed home and took care of the kids and cooked and did all that. Yeah. And then the man had his role outside of the house, right? Where it's changed, not, not that people still don't do that, but like it's changed and, um, men aren't really allowed to be men anymore either. Like yeah. you're, you're not allowed yeah. to get a girl <laughs> really. Cause if she feels like getting insulted, that's a bad thing too. Maybe we shouldn't go there on this podcast, but um, <laughs> yeah. so I know what you're saying, but also like men, I think, you know, uh, like you talked about earlier, like naturally just have that whatever inside of them to be the provider. Right. And, um, oh my God, I'm totally losing what I'm saying. Well, no, you you do <laughs> feel that way, but then is that at the expense of feeling fulfilled? Oh, right? what I was going to say is like, men aren't necessarily vulnerable in the sense of like, when you see each other, like at a party or a dinner and you're like, Hey, how's it going? How's business? They're not necessarily saying like, Oh man, this is what I'm dealing with. They're like, everything's great. You know? So I could see in that setting mm -hmm right? If you're talking about business or your family or whatever, just having good old fun, there's mm -hmm. no walls up in the sense that you can pull. Yeah. Well, I mean, nature does so many things and it's, it's kind of twofold is we can go to a conference and we can learn and we can experience and we can be educated, but it takes that experience to like transform. So it's a different kind of a thing. If I go to a men's conference and I've, I've got on my dress shoes and I've got, you know, pictures of water and you know, it's just, you're not there completely. You're still getting all the notifications and all the things on your phone. And you're still worrying about checking emails or responding to messages later. It's just, you never, ever stop being distracted. Mm -hmm. There's always distractions. And I saw statistics that said since 2013, depression has risen 63% yeah. among people. And so depression is on this rise. And I think it's because we can never actually think like how, when was the last time that you were like lost in thought? You've heard that phrase. I, I was lost in thought. When was the last time that you could remember that you were actually just so focused on something and so lost in the thought that wasn't like, okay, I'm cramming out a business idea. I'm doing a strategy for this. I'm doing all these different things where you just allowed your mind to process and think through something meaningful. It just doesn't happen much anymore. And when you get outside, and in this article I was reading, it said that people have got so much obsessive negative um, thoughts are consuming them. Mm -hmm. Like this obsessiveness with negative thoughts that are just consuming people's bodies. It just leads to all of this crap that we're seeing manifest, you know, and divorce rates being higher than they ever have and mm -hmm. fatherless and motherless children and all these issues comes, I think, just because we're constantly distracted. We constantly have to focus on something other than what's important in life. And so getting to the woods for me has always been a place of like solace. And I, when you look back now, it's like, Oh, I can tell why I did that. But as a kid, as soon as I got a driver's license, I was gone. I had an old, it was a 78 Datsun pickup truck. You know, those of you who are young, don't even know what a Datsun is. I had a Datsun, <laughs> a bright orange one. Mine was orange too. It was no called a Sunkiss can. Yes. <laughs> Oxidized orange. You could like rub your finger across it. And the orange came off on your finger. Oh, Mine wasn't like that, but it was orange. But yeah. yeah, 
Mine was just two-wheel drive, but I took that thing more places than most four-wheel drives can go. And I just got into the woods. I went fishing, I went camping, I went hiking, every possible chance I could get mm-hmm. to get out into the woods. So I used to run a Godfather's Pizza in Albuquerque where I grew up. And we would close the pizza shop at like 11 o'clock at night, do all our cleanup, run to the home, get a sleeping bag, your fishing bag, you throw it in the back of the truck. And we were gone to the mountains. We drive like four hours, sleep for an hour or two, get up, fish, do our thing, hop back in the car, make it back for work by 11 a.m. the next morning when we opened up. And it was just this repeated cycle of like never sleeping, but I felt so alive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was just amazing to do it. You were actually getting time to reflect. You were getting what you needed, right? It's funny. Um, and it's kind of similar and I have to share this just cause this is really hitting home for me. So this last, I guess, two weeks I've been on a news diet. She's teased me about watching the news and I almost obsessively will check my phone every hour or two and read something and down you're down a bunny trail on CNN or Fox or BBC or whatever. Right. And so I decided, you know what? There was a stat saying of how much negative, like in 1950, it was uh, 80% of the content was positive. Today, 90% of the content is negative and it's clickbait. It's to get you engaged. It's like, what happened? Oh my, I've got to read this, right? So I- Not just negative, but like- sensationalized negative like they can't just take a bad situation they've got to make it on fire and blowing up (laughs) so when you have negative just a sec let let the men talk right (laughs) right i've realized that i've been this is self-discovery this is the edge show (laughs) but anyways um that when you have negative thoughts right which we all do that two thousand year old brain it's like was the line behind the bush better to perceive that it was there than not so you have those negative thoughts so there's a self sedation that takes place like you're watching and being um uh you know your time is being consumed by news or by netflix binging or by whatever it may be how do you have time to do what you were just talking about you don't if that's to actually think at your core about strategy and your life and what you're doing or even be self-aware right as to what you're Mm -hmm. doing or how you're interacting with your wife or you know do you have more interest in in watching a show in the bedroom um just to move remove yourself from your family right for whatever reason because you have this addiction right well that it affects negatively your whole whole being so you're sedated you're 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 being you're not spending time on even thinking about purpose or what your purpose is or what makes you really feel fulfilled in a way you're just kind of step-by-step step doing what you're doing and you can go for years where you're kind of like self-sedating and and consuming content and not you're just a cog in the wheel really so my favorite quote sorry can, <laughs> have you read the, there's a book called man's search for meaning written by victor frankel okay. and he was um an auschwitz like concentration camp survivor Wow. And it's not a Christian book or anything, but it's just a, a deep reflection book. One of the things that he says is that man is not looking, what does he say? Man is searching for meaning. When he can't find meaning, he drugs himself with pleasure. Mm-hmm. And it's like this huge thing. Like we don't seek out pleasure. We seek meaning. But we, when we can't find meaning, then we drug ourselves with pleasure because that emptiness hurts so bad of not finding the meaning. Yeah. And like that, when I read that the first time, it was like just this, somebody punched wow. me in the stomach. 
And even the outdoors can become that pleasure addiction where I'm trying to escape reality and I'm trying to escape yeah. things. And this is where I'm sedating myself is out here. But it's, it's a different type of a scenario when you're going out with intent and purpose with men, like what we're doing on our retreats and stuff. Yeah. So it's, so you know what, Mitch, I actually had a question and you, you lined it up perfectly. So what I wanted to ask you is, you know, since you stepped into your purpose um, and you're walking down this path now, how has it impacted, you know, your family and specifically your relationship with your wife? I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, it's strengthened it in a sense because you've probably become you know, more self-aware, maybe a better husband as well as a result of being able to do this kind of stuff. Can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Yeah, it's funny because women get this more than men do and they get it faster. I have more women wanting to participate in my men's only events. No, I'm like, how am I going to dress up? Like you guys just identify it so much quicker. Yeah. And so I have lots of messages from grandmothers wanting to sign up their sons. I have messages from wives wanting to sign up their husbands. And it's just such a huge thing because, and you could probably attest to this, Krista, mm -hmm. my wife wants me hanging around men who are going to be a positive influence in my life and not try and tempt me into the stupid things that most guys get caught up in. Yeah. So when I am teaching and I'm encouraging men to live a godly life, to live, you know, be a man of character, of valor, of integrity. And we talk about these things of treating your wife right and doing all of these different basic principles, whether you agree with a religion or not, mm -hmm. it's just foundational type, type of thing. She's all for it. And it fires her up to see me being able to help other men and to help other things. And then of course I have to walk the walk. Otherwise she calls me on it. She's like, no, 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 no. You can't go and tell guys that you're teaching them this and acting like this at home. Right. So it's an accountability thing for myself as well. But the desire and the, I guess the attention that it gets brought up to the women in their hearts and their minds is they want this for their men. And so I actually ran an ad campaign last, um, it was before uh, Father's Day, if I remember correctly. And it was just to the ladies. And it was like, okay, women, you see it. You see this man, this mighty man. You see this David. You see this warrior. You see this guy who would do anything and take a bullet for his family. And like, But the problem is, is he doesn't see it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't see that worth. He doesn't feel those things. He has all of these negative things coming into his mind where he doesn't believe in who he is. And so the whole campaign was designed to like women speak to your man, build them up, show them these things. And so I actually had a lady, she signed up her husband and so before anybody comes, we jump on a phone call. We just make sure it's a right fit, coming for right intentions. Yeah. And so I call this guy and he's like, dude, I have no idea who you are. He's like, I, <laughs> no clue what you're talking about. Oh. And so I start laughing. I'm like, okay, your wife saw this ad I was running and I read him the ad and it said all these different things about how awesome he is and what she sees in him. And he's like, wow. It's like, yeah, she sees this in you. I said, but the last line of this ad is the problem is he doesn't see it. So she signed you up knowing that you're not seeing these things in yourself that she sees in you. And we had a good laugh about it because I'm like, okay, let's work on communication and marriage. Like, you know, if you're going to sign your husband up for a conference call with some dude, tell him that he's going to call. So it was a funny thing, but I imagine afterwards that it was a very positive moment in their marriage. And I'm yeah. hoping it shifted in their marriage just because it's like, Hey, I get to realize how my wife is looking at me. Yeah. You know, normally we think they're nagging, they're telling us different things or saying all this stuff. They're just always on my case men are just trying to figure things out in their head most of the time. They're trying to prioritize. They're trying to get some things in order when things are in chaos. Yeah. And so it was a good kind of a moment for that. But for the ladies, they really love the message. And I have, they tag people more in the messages. They share more of the messages than the men do. Men, I mean, if men are your market, that's the hardest market on the planet. 
-hmm. and there's a big difference but men are the mission and so it's like you just keep doing it anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so did you i mean you've you've done some retreats are what would be one of your top kind of takeaways that obviously you're going to implement into this season's retreats like is there something that was like reoccurring that you heard from these guys that you were like wow i need to help people connect these dots or was there something that was a really good takeaway that you're going to use go forward yeah um so one of the and it kind of was a teaching that got developed just by like you know seeing some stuff but i titled it what stops you from climbing the mountain is not the mountain it's the rocks in your shoes and the point is is that we all have these rocks in our shoes and they're typically beliefs that we have believed somewhere along the way that are false limiting all these other things and these beliefs are what's stopping you from actually climbing this mountain it's that little annoyance and this little daily habits of things that are stopping you from actually getting up the trail so if anybody's been out hiking and you've had small little rocks in your shoes the tiniest little pebble in your shoe is the most annoying thing on the planet and until you stop and deal with it it's just going to continue to get worse and worse and worse and so for a lot of these guys and on version two versus version one version one it was just a retreat so we would come and we'd try and get through all the content in the woods and that's just not possible there's just things that come out of the corner guys start bringing stuff up and you just have to deal with certain things on the fly so you can't have it as structured so version two is we've actually are doing 12 weeks of coaching and then a retreat it's kind of either i'm going to try it both ways one where it's a kickoff of the retreats first and one where it's like the finale where the treat is the, at the end of the 12 weeks mm -hmm. but that way we can go through the meat of the stuff and then the wilderness is just left for the experience and those deeper things and those things that just come out you know that we don't normally share again there's something crazy about a campfire it just makes guys share anything and everything that they never thought they would ever say publicly it's amazing <laughs> so so when is the next one july i think it's 22 july. they're always uh, thursday friday saturday sunday so four days three three nights but july i think it's 22nd is the going to be the next one okay so um can people apply now like how where, where can we direct our viewers or listeners to go and check this out yeah the website is called wisdom in wilderness and that just wisdom in mm -hmm. is the the web page for it and there's a brief little application ask you a few questions and then it's just a book a call yeah. is that final step and we just there's a sanctity that i have to protect when guys come and they're going to get vulnerable and they're going to be really open and trusty Obviously. And so I don't want people coming just to camp, just to hang out, to be, have a guided trip in Colorado. It's, yeah. it's, we're there for a, a reason. So mm -hmm. awesome. there's a little bit of an interview process. Yeah, no, this is, this is amazing. And I could see, I'm sure you've already made a lot of impact and I, I can see you making huge impact because it's not just on these men. Again, it trickles, you know, back to their families, um, their wives, their kids, their sisters, their mothers, their brothers, you know, their friends, their friends really. Yeah. So absolutely yeah i think you have hit a major vein in society today for most men you know they're they're searching they're trying to figure out where they fit in the world um, mm -hmm. it's shifting and it's fast and in some in most cases i think it's easy for us to just be distracted and self uh sedate ourselves with content right and then just keep one foot going. I don't know. Anyways, incredible. So thank you very much yeah. for doing this. It's designed, and I mentioned they get their gear. So when they come, they take all that gear home, and it's designed so they'll go and do this when they go back home, and they'll take their spouse or they'll take their kids yeah. out into the woods 
because yeah. we teach them about a little bit about survival and wilderness. So you have that confidence that I can now take somebody and not die in the yeah. wilderness or in the woods. And so the hope is, is that when you go home, it's not a one-time event and that it stops there. It's like now you have all of this gear that you've learned how to use and that you've put into practice that you could take it back out there and you take somebody else and kind of start duplicating that that moment and those feelings. And you have That's such awesome. a great experience and memory from it that every time you go, I'm sure it brings them back to, you know, For that sure. newfound. Yeah whatever it is inside of them yeah. <laughs> yeah we have guys who are coming for the second time they're coming back again this next summer and they want to do it again and kind of making it an annual thing mm -hmm. just to dive deeper each time totally see that yeah is there anything that you wanted to uh, anything else that you wanted to mention about it that maybe we didn't cover or questions that we didn't get to um not anything off the top of my head i mean it's pretty self-explanatory I've got a Facebook group called Wisdom and Wilderness. If anybody is like wondering my style, what I teach, theologies, all that kind of stuff, you know, that's a hard thing is to trust somebody you've never met to one, take you into the mountains <laughs> from civilization. I like you, you uh, look pretty shady. One of the guys that came, like all of his friends were like, they're playing devil's advocate. They're just trying to protect and they're like, dude, how can you trust this person? Why are you flying across the country going on a backpacking trip with somebody you've never met? You know, it was like all of these different things. And I told him, like, you're going to wake up in a bathtub full of ice and your organs are going to be gone. Like, they're going to harvest your organs. And so all of these things were just coming into their minds. And so I was like, I get it. You got to get to know yeah. who I am a little bit before you come into the woods and, you know, trust that somebody's going to keep you alive. And I mean, there are animals we saw, you know, one of them we saw a big bear. And it was just amazing, you know, that experience, elk, deer, all kinds of things that we see out there. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, Mitch, thank you so much yes, for joining us. We always Appreciate like to, it. we always like to end the podcast by asking a question. I know we've asked it to you before, but sometimes it changes. Maybe it hasn't. So I want you to tell us what, uh, what you think your superpower is. My superpower. That's a good one. I know the first thing that pops into my mind is I'm going to very much an encourager. Like I will speak life into you. I will help you believe in yourself when you know, when you're having a hard time believing in yourself which is one of the big aspects of these these events and these trips mm -hmm. is to really kind of just help lead you down that path and and self-belief yeah love it that's a great superpower and i yeah i mean just my first interaction with you even though i think last year was the first time was it last year we officially met in person yeah at fhl yeah Right. But we've connected online and stuff before. And I've always sort of felt like I've known you. And mm -hmm. I think one time we jumped on a phone call and I needed some clarity or whatever. And I would agree with that hundred percent. When I think about you, I'm like, okay, he's really good at, you know, connecting and helping you be like, Hey, listen, uh, you don't see this, but this is what you're great at. So, mm -hmm. and then I'll be like, yeah, but, but, and you're like, nope. So this is what you're going to get. Which is a great thing because you know what? Um, again, it goes back to, you know, being distracted and all that and not being able to self-reflect. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for all of us. Anything you try to do in life, it comes down to mindset. And depending on how you see yourself is going to change the trajectory of your your future right the decisions Absolutely. you make in life um and everything like that so yeah. <sighs> get those rocks it. out of your shoes <laughs> pebbles you know what get I'm rid of all those pebbles anymore no yeah. i'm just kidding 
<laughs> so thank you right. so much, Mitch. We will actually um, share the link to your website and also your Facebook group with awesome. our listeners and viewers so they can get in touch with you if anybody is interested in this retreat. I would highly recommend it. I, I guarantee you he will not be harvesting organs. He's a great guy. <laughs> and if he does, I'm sorry. I'm not responsible. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, okay, thank right. you so much thank for you. joining us, Mitch. Bless you. Thank you guys. Enjoy it. Have okay. a great day. Hey, if you like this episode, please go ahead and help us out and leave us a review. Of course, take a screenshot, share it with your friends. Um, if you want to watch the video episode, make sure to check out our YouTube channel. You can find us by searching Krista and Ed. We would love for you to subscribe and show us some love on there where we also share weekly mindset, marketing, and entrepreneurship tips.